but city walk is like kind of like even though it's totally gauche and like a a tourist trap i'm like kind of loving it so. yeah it's 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 a cool area i just only remember it from being a kid so yeah. i think going back now i would it would be different yeah it, it probably would be different but there's still a little tinge of magic like is there yeah there's like a whole parking structure called jurassic parking oh okay <laughs> i like and the that's pun. like that's like vip parking i definitely like the pun that's yeah, funny that's it's yeah pun is good and like the the parking structures like are are movie oriented like there's like the et parking garage and it's like has photos of et everywhere oh and okay i like that. like that yeah everything's like themed out and stuff I'm surprised more of the things in the parking garages haven't been lifted and taken to people's homes. I know, right? Well, it's all like very like built into it. So like, yeah, but it's really cool. Do you like, like how I immediately was like, well, what can I steal off these walls? <laughs> no, for sure. And there's like a bunch of stuff. It's like this random mod podge of like things. There's like a, I don't know. But Speaking they of Mod Podge, I'm so sorry. Do you remember oh, yeah. when we used to go to the theater in our town and they had that weird uh, cylindrical, like, what is it? Yes, it was, the Mod Podge. The Mod Podge pictures of celebrities and you and I were always like, let's go cut our pictures out. No Didn't one's going to notice. something there? No, we always were thinking of putting our own yeah, photo right. on it. We were like, let's put our own photos here and, and like see if anybody would notice. Because no one I'm would notice. I'm pretty sure... I don't know. I why do I have like this like like Mandela effect going on where I have a memory of that actually going down? Did we do did we do that? I, I don't, don't know. We're gonna have to go. Is, is that theater still there? I don't know. I haven't been there. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? Yes, it is. And there's also wow. a Jack in the Box in the parking lot. Oh no way! Yeah, which is so strange. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wonder what goes on in that movie theater these days. John, we uh, honestly yeah. just a lot. Yeah. Interesting. So many memories. What? That was so fun. That's where we yeah. saw Jennifer's body. That is where we saw Jennifer's body. And you and I were the only where we saw Inglorious Bastards. We saw so many good movies there. Yeah. Uh, that's the only nostalgic part. Oh, and Jerry's. We used to smoke cigarettes all night and just drink coffee until yeah. like three in the morning yeah those are the only nostalgic things that i hold for that place true but back to mod podge i'm so sorry we got there like we just took a trip down memory lane i forced you into the trunk of that car john and took you i was okay with it i was like okay. okay like this is what we're doing today i don't mind yeah i have all day yeah <laughs> but um oh this is mean girls interrupted and we're a movie review and recap podcast. Wow, that was a lot of R's. Movie, uh, a Ruby recap <laughs> review broadcast. Yes, uh, that, that <laughs> part right there. Oh, yeah. oh. okay. So oh. before I change the subject, which I was about to do, <laughs> uh-huh. this week on this podcast, we are reviewing, um, what was it? Oh, Maestro. Maestro. So, just so you all know, Coops. I'm just putting that there as a placeholder because and Casey Moles. Yes. Casey, Mul- Casey? Casey Mulligan's all over this movie. Is her name Casey? Carrie. It's That's Carrie. It. I was like, who? <laughs> I said, who? You're not that high. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, uh, oh, you guys, I have to show you something that John got me. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah. I have to show this. So, if you guys are on YouTube, if you're on the visual medium, I highly recommend that if you're not, you only go there. Well, you go there for all of our videos, but also to come and see what John got me. And yeah, I said this bit- for this is uh, so for context, this is Travis's. Christmas gift. Did you like the wrapping paper? Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got your fiber. Uh, yes, yes, it's, yes. Uh, it, um, but I, I waited a very long time to give him these two gifts. Um, so they are now his birthday present, which is in a couple of days ish. <laughs> yes, it's coming up. It's something I'd like to not think about. But also, oh. you know what? Is it weird that while I'm like, yeah, we're getting old. Yeah. Um, we're we're getting older. Yeah. I'm I'm doing this thing where now that I'm I just turned 38, um, 
I'm I'm dropping it at, at like work and stuff like oh I'm 38 now and I feel like I'm getting into this place where whenever I say that to the person I'm saying that to replies back the most awful response ever could be like oh you don't look 38 yeah what does that mean? you know what I mean because I'm like, yeah. that's what I say to people who I think look old and are like, oh, I'm old. Like, I'm I'm whatever. I'm like 50 something. And I'm like, oh, you don't look 50 something. That's what I say to people whenever I'm like, yeah, you look old. But I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy how backhanded it is with nobody realizing yeah. like it's so backhanded. So they're like, oh, um, you can never tell. You would never tell. And I'm just like. But at the same time, it totally works on me because I'm, I'm finding that out as I'm, as I'm getting older. I'm like, it totally works on me. John, it's so crazy because I only want people to tell me I look like shit. Yeah. So well, well, I mean, you tell me, you tell me how old you are right now. I'll, I'll... Oh, okay. Uh, I'm 30. I'm currently 37. I'm actually, let's just call it 38. It's close enough. Oh my gosh. You don't look 38. Oh, how young do I look? Um, I'm not really sure, but definitely not 38. <laughs> oh, but younger than 38. Oh, absolutely. So, but like in what range? I'm just saying I wouldn't have guessed 38. <laughs> <laughs> How did that make you feel? It made me feel like I was battling for my life. <laughs> like okay, my mortality, cool. I was never more present or in the forefront. Yeah, no, no. No, you're I'm like, like, I'm dying. No, you look like so much younger than 38. <laughs> that's okay, what i'm well, getting these days i'm like oh, okay it's cool. it's so crazy that people say that but you know what you're right yeah. sometimes it's okay it makes me feel it makes me feel better right so i get it okay. I, now being at the receiving end um I, I understand these things you know what everyone's gonna be there at some point if they're yeah, lucky exactly. if they're lucky if so. they're lucky so <laughs> it depends on how you view life at the moment. You might be like, yeah. no, I want off this planet. Right. Or you want to live until you can't walk. Yeah. From mm. old age. Uh-oh. I don't want to think about that. No, me either. Because <laughs> what I, I do want to think about is, is what you got me. Is what I got you. <laughs> okay. So we're going to ask you one last time. So speaking of age, how old do you think Greta She is a oh, Greta. Um, well, she's rocking a, um, a bikini top, a leopard it's bikini It's going to be top. so bright. She's got, is that a long, is, does, does she have an extension for she that has, wig? She has she other, has, she does. So her hair is pulled back. So right now she has a, a classy bob. It's a middle part bob. Right. So, so you can turn her into a drag queen with like inches. Look at, look at that unit. Look, look at, at that her. unit. Look, Look how they her. posed her for these photos. That's Laganja Estranja. This is this is Laganja Estranja. <laughs> this Who is Laganja. I met recently at a birthday party. I know I was jealous of you. That's so awesome. I get I, so I get so like uh not choked up, but what's the word? Like stopped up whenever I get around celebrities that I like and admire. Like you're hitting a wall a bit. Yeah, like I, I like instead of like doting on them and being like, oh, my God, I love you like so much. Like you're so what you do is like so cool and like brings me so much joy. I go I go in the uh, far opposite direction and like stonewall them and act like they don't even matter. Whoops. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, OK. No, really. I, OK, I totally get where you're coming from. But yeah. when it comes to a point where I'm like, you know what, this person, they could have had diarrhea today. Yeah. And that's how I think about it. Like this person, you never know. They may have accidentally shit their pants this morning and it just yeah. normalizes them. Yeah. Cause uh, the, somebody, whoever was introducing us was just like, like, Oh, this is Laganja Stranja. And, and she was like, um, uh, she was like, my name's Jay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, correction. Don't use the drag name. I'm public. And, uh, uh, there you go. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. So I was like, hey, hey, Jay, I'm John. And then uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, OK, don't look. Just act like you don't know who they are. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to do it, too, because yeah. the, the point that she did not want her stage name used in public is kind of her way of being like, I want to separation kind of, have... of work and of church and state. Yes. Yeah. It's like, can I go anywhere and not have any anonymity? Yeah. Like, like, let's just, not like, make it chill weird. out without somebody like fangirling, which I'm sure yes. she gets a lot of. She's I'm very sure. recognizable. 
Yeah. And a famous person. Um, also so, so, so underrated. I would argue, yeah, but she did say that she um, uh, prefers to work behind the scenes. So and maybe she's that's good at of, it because she's a choreographer. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's of her own um, choosing. Maybe she did have the choice to go full in front of the camera. Well, good for her. I'm glad. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, I'm maestro. I'm, maestro. Oh. oh, wait, wait, wait. You were going to say what? Something about. I just want to see. Can I get a closer look? Like, look at those calves. Hold up. Let's let's get in here. The the light look. is so bright. Look at but how long her arms are. She those are crazy. Fierce, dude. Her nails. Is this are... is this not the one that you pre-ordered? Yes, that's what I was going to say. I had a backstory. So I bought one for John and myself because if yeah. I buy something, I'm like I have to give it to John as well. Yeah, but whenever whenever I saw NECA, is that the website that you went to to find this? Nope. I went to a different website where I pre-ordered it only to find out that they were like, "Oh, by the way, we yeah. don't have any left. I'm like, how do you not because account I, for that pre-orders? one? I feel like the one that you pre-ordered was like superior in the in the sculpt than the one that I got you. But this is like an officially licensed NECA doll. Oh, no, this is this is absolutely I'm pretty positive. This is exactly like the one that I was going to get, except for not the same. Is it the same brand or anything like that? I I don't because believe so. This this company does so many other things just like that one. Like there's a what I saw at this place here that's called Wackos here on Sunset. She is gorgeous. So Wackos. Gorgeous. Yes, Wackos, amazing. Uh, it's uh they this company also does other action figures that are fully licensed. There's one of um the movie The Thing. You know like the dog oh, yeah. and the thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it's an action figure of the dog with like that its corpse is is like all bloody with like the thing yeah. shooting out. Yes, it's, it's that, and then it has like a little tiny like regular dog version underneath it. It's so cool. It's uh, so cool. I love I love things like this. I know Gremlins Two is the shit. For all of you out there who have not watched it, please go watch it. If not for anything else <laughs> but Greta, I mean, I was watching that while I was on the treadmill and like in the gym, it was on, and I was like, you know what? This is like a fun movie to just laugh with. They are there. Yeah. All okay. Literally, the Gremlins and gr like Gremlins One, Gremlins Two, yeah, are so good to just put on. Ghoulies was one of those that was good to put on. Puppet yeah. Master. Oh, this is, oh while, while I was that? Well, yes, Puppet Master. Puppet Master is Puppet Master. Oh, yeah, I good. loved Puppet Master as a kid, but there was something about it that was not in. You got a Mogwai. I got a I got a little Gizmo. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love. <laughs> Look at his little feet. I love that. Look at his little feet. Um, this was for Dax because this is one of his favorite movies. It um, is? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So this was also at Wacko's. We have to go to Wacko's and just like buy okay. stuff. Whenever uh, John, if we go to Wacko's, I don't understand. I don't think you know how long we're going to spend in there. Yeah. They have, they have the, uh, they have replications of like the original um, aliens action figures from like whenever we were kids in the 90s. Yeah. And they're all brand new, you know, like like the action figures. They were like these these aliens that weren't in the movie. It's all that stuff. It's so cool. What? And then they have like I actually don't know anything about the ones that weren't in the movies. Oh, my brothers and I were obsessed. Like the action figures, like we would we would get them. They're so ornate and so interesting. And like they, it's like I don't know, like just like these weird alien like xenomorph iterations that are just exclusive to the action figures. It Damn. Was, amazing that actually yeah. sounds so cool it is cool we have to go okay so we're obviously fans of movies yes we are and this week sorry we we jump off the rails every week in the beginning if you're not new here you know this by now also it's been a week since we've talked live in person so you get to listen to us catch up right because john and i really we only text each other like it's pretty it's not irregular, but it's like whenever we get a chance yeah, and we're not already like currently doing something. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Maestro. Maestro. Maestro it is. Bradley Coops. Bradley Cooper. Carrie um, Mulligan. Um, 
uh, Uma Thurman's daughter, whose name escaped Maya Hawk. Maya Hawk. Maya Hawk, who I love, by the way. I think she's, she's very talented. She reminds me of Uma Thurman so much. They're, they're like identical. Crazy. They're identical twins. And she's older now than Uma Thurman was whenever she did Pulp Fiction. Are you for real? Uh, yeah. Which is so crazy. get into that. So Maya Hawk massive... is over here playing teenagers, right? Oh my gosh. Maya Hawk is over here playing teenagers in Euphoria and in Maestro. And then her mom, as like a 24-year-old, was starring in Pulp Fiction. What an amazing, what an amazing movie to be like the thing that set you off. Yeah, totally. I have a massive poster on my wall now. You do? Yep. So my redacted went to an antique, uh, no, not antique, pawn shop. Mm. And he saw this at the pawn shop. And he was like, have you ever heard of the movie? a Pulp Fiction poster? It's like this thick, like this thick material type of like poster board thing. Oh, nice. It's huge. It's on the wall right now. And he was like, he texted me one day and he goes, do you like Pulp Fiction? Or have you heard of it? And I said, well, yeah. uh, yeah. Like... (laughs) I'm like, it's yes, of course I have. And I yeah. come home that day and it's sitting behind my chair. It's as tall as my, it's taller than the back of my chair. That's amazing. It's huge on the wall. It's so cool. It's so, so the second I got it, I was like, find a place on the wall, just move something out of you know, the way. There's nothing like a big piece to go on the wall. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. But uh, also um, to that end, uh, uh, we've been moving a lot of Dax's things from storage to in here and like setting up the office. And I didn't realize this whenever we moved him from New York City, like just how many like giant movie uh, framed movie posters he had. So he has like this really cool like Dario Argento one. I think it's um, uh, women on the verge of um, of uh, something or other. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yes, that one. Women on, the, women, women on the verge of, of something or other by yeah, Dario yeah. Argento. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, not Dario. No, sorry. It's Pedro Amodovar. And like he it's women on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but it's, it's like, it's the poster of it. Like it's like the original release poster and it's all in Spanish. I love that. And it's really cool looking. And then there's one, it's a, it's a gray gardens documentary poster. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So it has Edie like just amazing. looking weird on the front. Uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for <laughs> anything better. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Uh, do we okay. love movies we do we love, love movies. movies we actually do love movies that's like um, the most excited i get i know so oh do you know who Werner herzog is um i okay uh, to give me some um he talks like this he's a documentarian named Werner oh, herzog no? i don't okay no yeah that sounds like a fictionalized voice yeah it sounds crazy but anyway um didn't see him but i know somebody who saw him the other day and it got me excited where did he see him at the shop who, who was he following uh no he came in to do things oh he was doing st- oh he wasn't working <laughs> no 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 <laughs> he wasn't documenting exactly um yeah so maestro <laughs> maestro how do we get into maestro <sighs> okay this How is going to be this? one. All right, everybody. This is going to be one of those ones where I think we do a little bit more of an abridgment. It's going to be. You got to have an abridgment with this maestro movie. It's going to be. Well, because there's so much that happens. I'll say this. To me, this movie's broken into, which I think is a very creative way to break this down, is the first half of this movie is black and white and the second mm-hmm. half is color. And I yes. think the black and white represents this more romanticized, fast paced, falling in love situation. And it feels very romantic and nostalgic. And then you have the colored side, which is the second half of the movie. They feel like two movies, but not at the same time. Right. And I will say the colored part kind of feels like, okay, now that, you've, now that you've actually colored it in. Yeah. Because it's not just black and white. There's so many different shades to a relationship. Yeah. And then you get into the second part. So I do think. That was intentional. Obviously, it was intentional because the yeah. first. Set, well, but we it must be noted that Matthew Libatique is the cinematographer of this film. Also, just nominated as of this recording this morning for best cinematographer, and I'm like, I see it. Yeah, the cinematography. There was a specific scene in this right when. Can I guess? Whenever you're, what, I'm going to guess. I'm going to. Okay, you. guess, and then I'll tell you. you I'm going to guess. Is it whenever? Uh, it's a it's a single shot of Carrie Mulligan in the wings. 
and and the shadow of of Leonard Bernstein is playing over her and it's very she's looking very forlorn. That's my favorite scene in the black and white. Me too. Uh, That's my favorite scene in the black and white. It. What's my favorite scene in color? Uh okay, here. Your favorite scene in color is whenever Leonard Bernstein is being the oldest and gayest and most coked up queen on the dance floor. No, but that is a, okay. That is amazing. Yeah. The scene that for me was like, this is a painting. This is an amazing shot was when Carrie Mulligan's character is sitting on the windowsill right before she has a oh, fight yeah. with Leonard and it's slowly panning. And I was like, and then it stops. And it looks like it's been framed because she's not moving, even though she is smoking a cigarette. You can only see the smoke. And then Leonard comes in. So right before he breaks it, it looks like it looks like it was this the most well-balanced photograph. Is that whenever they get into their like really heated argument with during the Macy's Day parade? Yes, which was also very funny. But also Um, like Snoopy in the background. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. Um, I did think that was a kind of a hilarious thing to happen, like during this major moment, Snoopy in the background. But so that's just kind of like I know I'm kind of jumping ahead when I talk about that. That was a single shot. That was a single shot scene and it was it was during that particular scene. If you haven't seen the movie, like so, there's this. I, it's on I, Netflix, I would, by the way. I would say it's the the actual climax of the movie, and the rest is the resolution. But it's right. like that that argument that they get into, where they yep. like they lay it all down. Yes, basically. And uh, that was when like the way uh, that I was like, wow, Carrie Mulligan is like she's she's it she was she was she, she really acts for a living and this is the reason why she's so good she's truly yeah. so good when you put her in roles like this i'm not saying any other role other i'm saying that the way she played this felt and meant for her she's, she has skill she has a definite i mean we know that she has skill but this before, is like yeah i have to say this too okay not just roses. This is a dump truck. It is full of roses to the makeup trunk. The uh, yeah. makeup and wardrobe yeah, you know. for this movie. Wardrobe is really, really good. The makeup was stunning. The makeup was good. The way they aged them. Yeah, the way that they aged them was really, really seamless. However. So seamless. Yes, tell me. I do have a qualm with... Like whenever I was watching it, I was like, yes, this makeup is amazing. Okay, great. You look, I Googled it. You look exactly like Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. And, and so, but I'm also like, but I'm, I sort of am having this issue now with like prestige dramas really leaning into prosthetics to transform an actor for a character. I'm getting that. I'm kind of, bumping against it in a lot of ways because i'm like i'm like you could just tell me that you're Leonard bernstein and have bradley cooper's face and i'm fine right and then then i'm gonna admire like your mannerisms and like the 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 swings you take to totally transform physicality yeah and but to plop on this sort of inhibiting makeup that which does inhibit facial expressions but they're doing good with it like i'm just sort of like why do we need that? Like, I, I get you're it. Not I get gonna, you're like, are you from. winning an Oscar because of a, of a brilliant performance? Or are you winning an Oscar because the makeup department made you look exactly like that person? Right. Because before they never used to transform people's faces yeah. to actually look like it. So I get where you're coming from. I do appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think it plays into it for sure. I can yeah. 100% see where you're coming from though, because it's true. Yeah. We didn't used to see when people were playing characters, they right. were never fully transformed. If just they tell were, me you're Leonard Bernstein. I don't need you to look at identical to Leonard Bernstein. Right. It's a you movie. Can look, you can look similar, like let's play into the fantasy. And like they, they didn't do that with Carrie Mulligan. They didn't do that with no. Carrie Mulligan. She didn't get the prosthetic treatment. It was yeah. like, it was just her face. But, but she's yeah. playing a, a real famous actress right you know what i mean right so, so i mean you're right and it, it does i think it's i am right <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know 
You know what I mean? Because it's like it's like the the prestige drama, and you like slap a bunch of prosthetics there, and it almost guarantees you an Oscar nomination. Uh, which is wild because like just give if that's yeah. the case, just give the Oscar Another, to the makeup team. Exactly, which they sometimes do, but not all the time. But uh uh whatchamacallit. So Another like another example, a good example is like Eileen Warnos, oh. Charlie's Theron. She underwent makeup, but she was not in full prosthetics. That's what I'm saying. Makeup can do it. You don't have to. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point of people learning how to blend and sculpt their faces because you can do anything with shadows. Yeah. Just create that and create the shadow. You do not need to spend six to eight hours in a makeup chair before you shoot this thing. I mean, that type of makeup, you still might regardless of prosthetics. True, prosthetic yeah. just Absolutely. adds another layer of having to match skin. It adds another layer. But the problem for me with the prosthetics is it for me, it reads as prosthetic. I I don't want I right I mean think about all of the dongs we've seen lately none of them not <laughs> except of them except Barry Keegan right 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 bring back dongs yeah. right bring <laughs> bring the dong back we just need big old floppy wieners ding dong <laughs> ding dongs there we go um anyway so maestro <laughs> is- sorry everyone. It was just nominated for a bunch of Oscars as of today, the time it was recording. And uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper is uh, plays Leonard Bernstein, the uh, famed American um, composer who did was most of note for West Side Story mm. and uh, other such huge, giant contemporary hits. And uh we just spanned the course of his life and it was known um, probably later in his life that he is a homosexual. Um, and uh, he likes, he likes the company of, of dudes and yes, he does. And according to this movie, little tiny twinks. <laughs> yes. He likes the little twinks, which is yes, he does. Um, great and good for him. Good for them. Was and uh, Matthew, is it Bomber? Bomer? Bo- Bomer. Bomer. Was Bomer. that him in there? Bomer. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like doing all kinds of prestige gay things these days. Because he's in fellow travelers and it's yeah. seeing him in that. I just, faces like those are like, get, get it off my screen. Right. Get like, it off of, my screen. Like, we instantly. get instantly. Like, of course, you're an actor, like, because your face is perfect. Like your like, face is literally perfect. Also, get it out of here because now I instantly can. All I can think about is this like <laughs> crushing. It's like this crushing insecurity of being like, like I don't look like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes, oh. sometimes when you see somebody that's so hot and you're like, oh my God, like the fact that there's that level means you're not there. However, <laughs> I just, uh, the thing is about being as attractive as Matthew Bomer is like, you might feel very isolated. True. It's a, it's a, and, and like, you might feel like, cause, cause everybody won't approach you because they think that you're unapproachable. That, uh, listen, that actually sounds valid because <laughs> Does that check I out. Okay. It I was just making it up, but okay, cool. <laughs> no, it checks for me because, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't go up to him. Mm-hmm. I have audacity though. I yeah. would sidestep. <laughs> I would do this first I, because I couldn't because I don't want to feel bad the whole time I can't talk to you. So yeah. and then in Matthew Bomer's mind, he's like, I feel so lonely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but I have zero shame and I have audacity. Yeah, John, you know what? I wish I had that too. Yeah. I mean, nobody should ever experience shame, but they should experience audacity. No, I think there are some people who should experience shame. <laughs> But not in the way that we're speaking of. There yeah, are exactly. certain levels of shame you should experience. Yeah, normal shames, whatever. But yeah. guess who doesn't have any shame, really? <laughs> Leonard. Leonard Bernstein. Because uh, he's just living his life uh, loving, fancy, free, and his like pansexual frenzy yep. um, that is his life. And uh, he's just, he's living basically life as just like a gay man. Yep. And while pretty- married. Uh, well, until he meets Mary Carrie Mulligan, right? And he they fall fast in love, and uh, 
Yeah. And it's just like this sort of quasi unspoken thing where he um, does dudes and she's like, cool, great. And, but let's just like be together anyway. <laughs> right. And so they are together and they get married. They have children. They have a whole life together. And uh, his composer career is like on the up and up. And he, uh, and uh, as he gets older, it starts to, he starts to slip up a little bit and uh resentment starts to form between him and his wife yeah and uh as even a, though she knew who she married she knew who she married um but can i just there's something that the movie doesn't really talk about oh it's um, like what, what is that like was he intentionally bearding her so that he, for the so he could have a career i don't think so no no i genuinely don't think so okay Cause I was like, hmm, the movie doesn't really talk about that. Like, were they, did, were they really in love? I think they probably were. Hmm. I mean, the th- listen to, okay, think about it this way, John. You would have to be so in love with somebody to leave Matthew Bomer. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah, do? Probably, like, probably, the yeah. listen, the hearts, those heartstrings, they shattered for that person you left Matthew Bummer for, and you can see nothing else. Your blinders are on now. Yeah, it's like Carrie Mulligan, Matthew Bummer's. Why not just take him along for the ride? Well, yeah, because he ends up taking on that little tiny twink along for the ride later on. He gets married to a woman as well. Well, Matthew Bummer gets married to a woman and has a child, and like. He shows up and he says that he's had sex with both of them in the past. He's like, I have to tell you a little secret. And then he's like, I've slept with both of your parents. It's like this weird nostalgic so, thing. This is like, like, I don't, I didn't look into the truth of the matter, but like, uh, like, is this the movie like trying to sort of straight wash a little bit by saying he's like demisexual or something like that? I don't think so. Or, or was he actually just a closeted gay man for as po- as long as possible and was in a marriage to advance his career? I don't, I don't this this is like a genuine question because I just don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I mean, yeah. if you really do think about it, then it does it does start to bring up some questions. But right. And like at she this point, like she may have been like fully in love with him, but she she got privilege from that arrangement too because she was an actress yeah then whenever they met she was just an understudy that's that is correct so being partnered with him would have put her into a lot more open doors right well i don't know i think we'll at this point we kind of just have to look at it at uh, like prosthetic (laughs) face value yes prosthetic face value is like prosthetic uh, face value there's layers underneath but we don't know what they are <laughs> yeah and no one can tell because it's seamless it is seamless it's good oscar work. winning makeup workery so uh, yeah anyway so what goes down resentments we got to the point yes. where there's resentments resentments and boy do they act it up oh john those things they boil over they act these resentment scenes so good like i was yeah, kind of getting do. over like the mushy like heartfelt stuff yeah. And then whenever it starts to unravel, I was like, oh, like these scenes are really good. Like whenever there's like this huge blowout party for some reason, they're like very, very established in both their careers. But she's sort of been at home raising a family for a long time. Yeah. Giving up her giving up her um, her career yeah. and her job. Yeah. For him and the family. And uh, he's very self-centered and very career obsessed and like everything he does is music and career basically and and doing dudes yeah that um, is, that's it it's in that order yeah it's on his checklist he said he said alexa i don't have her in here so i can say that <laughs> said alexa um this this doing dudes yes exactly and then bullet point that- bullet point Dudes. And then beneath that is Carrie Mulligan. And oh, she's right. Pissed. Well, no, she's actually she's been struck out. There's she's like been, a line strike through her name. Yeah, they they have been <clears throat> stale for some time, and she is just like she's unhappy and discontent. Yeah, and I thought the scene where like there's that party, and then um uh, he meets that guy for the first time, the twink, and then he's like, yep. 
immediately pulls him into a hallway where they can be alone and then puts the moves on him so fast. Mm. So fast. It was very, very quick. Yeah, but then Carrie Mulligan like comes around the corner as soon as they kiss and is like, oh, and then she kind of goes away and he's like, oh, this is my friend or however his voice is. And then he's like, oh, God, it's okay. It's totally cool. Keep chill. And then like they goes back to the party. And I like, like how she said to him specifically verbatim. <laughs> I remember this because I thought it was hilarious. She's like, fix your hair. You're getting messy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Oh, no, she doesn't like, say messy. She says sloppy. Oh, it's sloppy. It is sloppy. Oh, yeah. I love that word sloppy. Slop. Good old yeah. slop. Because it's implying like you're disgusting. Right. Yeah. So I have to take it back. It wasn't verbatim. That was my, my bad. It's sloppy like, it is <laughs> sloppy it always is and uh and then she walks away and i was like damn burn mm-hmm. i was like you i was like yeah he's getting sloppy because he's, he's also sl- he's also drunk yep and no i don't know if in this scene he's not doing the coke in this scene that's a different scene yeah but he might as well be right he probably is somewhere in, in yeah. one of his 500 bathrooms but did you notice <laughs> did you notice in this movie <laughs> There was not one shot or one scene where somebody wasn't smoking a cigarette. Oh, yes. Of course I noticed. I, it's crazy. Everyone's smoking. All, I, is it weird that last night when I was watching this, I kept <laughs> thinking every single one of these actors, they took this role just so they could smoke a million times while working. Right. Because I, I, I wouldn't <clears throat> doubt that Carrie Mull- Mulligan is a chain smoker because her voice is really husky. Yeah, and, she, and like the way she like inhales that cigarette and blows it out, it's like she is a seasoned smoker. Right. So they were like, <laughs> you know what? She said, Oh, I get to smoke while also working. Yeah. You got it. Great. Um, yeah, but she did such a good job in this movie. She was amazing. It's hard to really summarize this movie, I would say. Well, we're almost there. So Leonard, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, help me out. So basically, you have the resentments that boil into this big fight between Carrie Mulligan and Bradley Cooper's characters, which is Leonard and um, I know her name. I know her name. Susan. (laughs) Okay, I don't know her name. It's gone. It's escaped me. So we'll just go with Carrie and Bradley Cooper. So (laughs) they have this blowout fight in this very, very cool scene. The framing's so freaking awesome. Um, It looks so good. This is the one John and I were talking about Mm -hmm. before. Amazing. So anyway, they have a blow-up fight. Carrie Mulligan, she she should win the Oscar just for that. It was an amazing, that was a great monologue and just a scene in general. Cause I don't even know if it was a monologue, but so the Macy's day parade is going on behind this fight and Snoopy and Snoopy blows by at the very end of this fight, which somehow the way the scene works to me, it kind of like made the tension disappear a bit because the tension was very good. Yeah. And so then it gets to this comical moment where you're like, okay, what in the peanuts hell is going on here? So, and so yeah. Anyway, a little time passes, and <clears throat> during that fight, Carrie says something about him living his life, and he comes out in this full sailor's getup, like this full <laughs> sailor's getup, <laughs> handkerchief. He looks crazy. He's Dead in an ass. He's in an ascot. I can't remember if he's in a hat, <laughs> and he has this navy and white striped shirt that is so queer. And I'm not saying anything other than it is it the gayest. Like, Whenever I was like, so I was like, oh, he's out now. <laughs> oh, uh, right. He was he's like publicly oh, out. <laughs> there are no secrets left to be had. So he's there doing this thing, and you're like, okay, what's happening with Carrie Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan's character, you see, they've kind of like split up, they've split ways. Um, and Carrie's going back into acting. And something happens along the line where she needs to be taken to the hospital. And she goes with um our dear friend Bradley Cooper. Uh, how yeah. have they for what reason did they get back together? Do you remember? Um, uh, so I feel like she showed up to one of his shows. He yeah, asked she shows her what up- she was doing there. Um, she showed up to one of his shows and she's while well, it was after he was like, while Bradley Cooper was like for five minutes conducting something. Was that the one? Yes. Yeah. So like Bradley Cooper was like, I'm going to do a single shot, hundreds of extras, full orchestra. And I'm going to reenact this whole iconic moment of Leonard Bernstein. 
um, without a cut, and I'm gonna win an Oscar for it. I love so roll, that scene, by the way. Roll the cameras. I love and that scene, by the way. It was pretty intense. And so afterwards, he sees her in the audience, and he runs up to her, and amid like the uproarious applause, you can hear her barely whisper, "I have no hate in my heart." Right. And I was like, "Oh, because yeah. some time has passed." Yes. And so they have reconnected, and and in, in a way. Yep. Um, as a, as, as like uh, as Goop Harold founder. and Mod. Yeah, Harold and Mod, but as, <laughs> as, as, as the same age. <laughs> as as Goop as Goop founder and um and top Goop would say, um, we are, we have uncoupled and we are co-parenting. They have consciously uncoupled. <laughs> they have consciously <laughs> uncoupled, and and they are they are co-parenting now yeah uh and much older in life and so she so yeah so they are they are dear dear friends they do love each other deeply and dearly but they are better apart and so they are he better apart accompanies her to her cancer diagnosis mm -hmm. she has breast cancer and it's yes. uh, metastasized to her lungs and yep. so she's just carrying on through her treatments and it gets very dark and scary for bradley cooper yep like this is he realizes through that journey that like yes this is, I love this person and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but at the same time, I am definitely doing super gay orgies with, <laughs> with cocaine in the eighties. And I am, there is murder on the dance floor. There, oh, John, <laughs> it's just, there's so many felonies. How did you feel about the tone shift whenever they reached the eighties and he's doing full cocaine from a tray? It's probably special K to be honest. That's ketamine for sure. <laughs> and then they're like, and then they're like at at the disco, and he's like dancing on the dance floor. And I was like, "What are we watching?" Yeah, I don't. I just I don't even know. That yeah. felt like an acid trip at the end. That was at it the was end. Crazy. Though. It was towards right. the end. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was right after. Sadly, Carrie Mulligan's character passes away, and yeah. then. The, the in one of the very last scenes bradley cooper is doing a con, he's doing a conducting course and he's teaching the student who is just his type yeah just twink. the twink next door <laughs> and so they go to a club together and his hair is so disheveled and so greasy looking and his and shirt all, is open and he has he has an old man bod at this point in time right <laughs> and he can't wait and he is just he is, he is creeping rusty. and pervin. He's creeping and pervin. And that scene looks like it was plucked straight from hell and yeah. just put onto the screen. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't fit in this prestige film. No, it was a weird choice, but maybe whatever. He lived his life in chaos and that maybe is a whole representative of it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. as like, I mean... <laughs> And that's the end I mean, of the movie. That is the <laughs> end of the movie. It's really. so weird. It's completely weird. It does end like whatever. But I mean, it's so funny that he like just turned into like the stereotypical old rich gay. Yep. Uh, living his life in the 80s where like, you know, there were there were not as much a cautious, cautious behavior as being practiced. No. Right. So he's a fortunate one, but also yeah. it took him a very long time to break out of that cocoon. Girl, his chrysalis, it was never ready. Not yeah. until the end. <laughs> never ready. However, he was always ready. He wasn't like, he wasn't really, really in the closet. Just like his he, public facing persona was in the closet. True. Because we, we, like we see him fully. But think about Hollywood today though. To oh, the it's public, the same thing. It's to the, the public thing. eye, you're basically still in the closet. You might have close few friends and people might talk around Hollywood, but it's not well known or substantiated. Yeah. So the same like, thing still happens. No, the same thing still happens. I totally, I'm glad you brought that up because I had this thought throughout and then like in my brushes with Hollywood or whatever, like I would, there was, there were still whispers whenever we were like going out to people for casting. It was like, like, oh, like he might be coming out of the closet soon and things like that. And I'm like specific names that you're not going to say. No, <laughs> that's good. We should. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm, but I'm, it would always like baffled me. I'm just like, but why? But then I think about it and I'm just like, this isn't one of the people, but just say, for instance, Tom Holland 
was actually a, a just this is a big old hypothetical like yeah the, what, the, literally we're making this up just so you all know we're not saying any hypothetically like, yes. like would he have the same huge career if he if he were like actually a gay but um an, like an openly gay person you know what i mean not but, like, in the beginning i don't think correct however i mean but it would it would change his career. It would change it, yes, and he would be able to survive. But if this is the exact career that he wanted to go for, it would be necessary for him to do an arranged thing with Zendaya. Right. But I'm not saying that I'm not saying that no. this is true at all. This is completely just an also, example. Zendaya yeah. at Scaparelli. Give me oh, a whoa, that, give me a break. What was that? What was that? Like a Chelsea bang, but with a full <sighs> head of hair? She looked so stunning was that her, not a chelsea bang i'm not even sure I, all I can, yes all i can tell you is it looked like it was cut in there that did not look fake she looked so good and hunter schaefer obviously they hunter shaves they've both been killing it i'm glad that they're scaparelli gals now because scaparelli like i mean gucci whatever whatever but if you're like a scaparelli gal like you're gonna be iconic you are serving looks no matter where you go if you're in Scaparelli. Yeah. Oh, who was it? It was um Carly Kloss. Like, I don't know if we say that name here. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so Carly Kloss was wearing this amazing structured gown with the, the most crazy shoulder pads that were just cascading in pearls all the way back down to the knee. And it Scaparelli was Scaparelli is doing some insane things, but Don, like it was so incredible. I was like, and for all of you out there, I put eye drops in. And if there were white crusties on my eye this whole time, I swear to you, it's not <laughs> conjunctivitis. It is just dry no. eyes, the symptom of something else. <laughs> 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 something green <laughs> yes so mind uh, your business <laughs> <laughs> no i totally agree scaparelli is at the top of everything so and good what's his name daniel rose and whatever rose david rose and david but yes 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 i feel like he's just rose like apothecary a, rose apothecary <laughs> he's just like a little gay boy from texas i mean doing the french scaparelli give me i mean come on Talk it's about so rags good. to riches. I'm telling you what. So, Maestro. Maestro. I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad yeah, it we ties did. in because rich gays. Rich, rich gays. <laughs> Scaparelli, rich gays. It all comes back. Exactly. <laughs> so, rich gays. And you know what? I just want to know. I'm going to talk about it now that we're like, um, we've been talking about it throughout the synopsis. But like, what do you think compels Bradley Cooper to take on this particular project um, as a director and a star? And why does he want to tell this story? Um, because it's his own. I don't know. That, I mean, that's just me saying it out loud. Doesn't make it true. Doesn't make it true. But also I had the same thought. And he was very good at it. And it, who cares if he is? I mean, come on. He's so fucking fine. Yeah. Like, but also we, we can't, we can't, we can't erase the bisexual, you know, no, and mean? we won't. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I feel an, like, I feel like a I Leonard think, Bernstein uh, storyline is, is definitely would hit a chord with, with, uh, with bisexual people. Maybe. Who, um, who must really feel isolated themselves, unseen, un okay. misunderstood. Yeah. And like, yes, I want the best of these both worlds, like, but they can't possibly be married together. Otherwise it's just going to be, complicated you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i don't know i i don't know why he would i actually did wonder that because i didn't know he directed this until the end i'm not joking i didn't really i didn't know i i'm not shitting you i didn't even know he <laughs> helped write this and yeah, so yeah. i knew nothing about this movie when i tell you i text you and i was like i don't know if i can do this this is gonna be boring as hell yeah um and then it I was wasn't like, that boring actually no and that's when i was like let me give it a chance and it actually it worked within the first two minutes i was kind of hooked yeah 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 they did it, it was good. it was a good way to bring the audience in and they did it because I, they did it the, a good directing choice is the the visual storytelling the visual capping of yeah. like the should we do the rose and thorn then on those? yes yes let's do a rose and thorn so what's so your rose what's you what no 
What's your rose and thorn? Okay, so my rose. So <laughs> one of my roses yeah. is just a petal on the whole rose. Right. So the petal was surprise Sarah Silverman's in this because I didn't know that. Either. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I loved her in this role. So that's the petal off yeah. the rose. And I'm cool. not going to say anything else on it because I just did. Sure. I, I love the surprise <laughs> and her. Now, the, the rose itself. I think the cinematography, dude, like, okay, despite yeah. the acting, because I'm not going to pick more than one anymore, aside from my pedal, um, yeah. <laughs> is I love the cinematography, dude. You know I what, Matthew Lipatique, just... if, you, if you hire Matthew Lipatique, you're going to get nominated for an Oscar. And I, good. I, I wonder about this. I wonder about this a lot is like, had you not had... Matthew Libatique as a cinematographer, would this movie have had been so good? I don't know. Um, right, it's the question. I don't know. Because I feel like also uh, Matthew Libatique did a little movie called Don't Worry Darling as a cinematographer. And the only good thing about that movie was the cinematography. Yeah, because the story was something else. But even the cinematography <laughs> and having Harry Styles and and Flo Pugh, who we love, yeah. could not elevate that to a place that we could call good. And um, but I and also Matthew Libatique did Black Swan, starring Miss mm. Portman. Yes, who directed we know. by Darren Aronofsky, and that movie um won her the Oscar. Right. So, oh. the I think the common thread here, if you're gunning for an Oscar for your next project, you need to have Matthew Libatique on your drama film. Otherwise it may just be a boring mess. Right. Yeah. So that, that would, okay. So yes, the cinematography, that's my rose. Yeah. My but, thorn is going to be, I think my thorn is going to be now while I loved the black and white split, um, there was something within the black and white where they had these really great transitions Mm-hmm. And I get, I know it was supposed to lend itself to like the romantic, the, the romantic fantasy of, of it, that the fantasy of it. Yeah. But I kind of wish that they would have extended those transitions into, but made the transitions a little more, more chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, like something that kind of also, I don't know, invokes a feeling of darkness within the transition instead of this like romantic fantasy within the black and white, which yeah, was yeah. fun and jumpy and punchy, even though there was no color. And then maybe make those transitions in it. That was it. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a nitpick. I it, it feels like a nitpick, but I totally agree with you because otherwise it's two separate movies, and that could have been the con- the common thread. I would have that, loved like, really that to tie it, through, which really makes it cohesive. Yeah, because I love those elements when they're showing. I, w- I truly was going to text you, but I didn't know if you had watched it yet. Yeah, and I was going to be like the transitions are so cool. The way they are the seamless thing into yeah. this next scene, and yeah, and it harkens back to that old black and white nineteen forties yeah. movie. Yep. Um, like whenever we first see Carrie Mulligan, she gets off of a bus. Meet me in St. Louis. Come yeah. on. Except she gets, for she's on a tra 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 on a trolley. <laughs> so she gets off of a bus or whatever, and like she's in a neighborhood and she she does she's far away and then she walks into focus. Yeah. Um, and it's her <clears throat> hero shot, like her cool. introductory shot. And it's like, whoa, this looks like a 1940s movie. The lighting, cool. everything. It's really good. The way she walks that 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 fast pace is like so 1940s. Right. And like, but then as we get into like the hard reality of like the color. Uh, side of the movie is like yeah yeah maybe they just did away with the the transitions to make it more cold and stark and they could have done that still they still could have have, they could have done that because obviously there was a romantic thread through their lives anyway otherwise why would they be a part of each other's lives for so long so like that little those little transitions like you said could have still been present through the entire movie and kind of like had like a they could have taken on a different tone rather than been re- being romantic. It's sort of like, oh, this is what we've lost. Right. I yeah. think that would have been a cool touch, but that's yeah. that's kind of it. Also, my very last thing. Yeah. I could not tell if this was a blue tone, black and white, or if I just, I was looking at it wrong. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It looked like a cooler color of black and white, which I have yeah. seen. I didn't see like any blue in the shadows. It just looked 
like more cool for some reason. Yeah. And I don't really care for that sort of black and white. I know that's so weird. Well, you deal with color all the time. So I like I am not that astute. But <laughs> but I, it could have easily just been the tablet, like no yeah. joke. But it didn't bother me because I was like, is it cool toned or am I just tripping? So I feel like it was very soft. So probably cool tone. So what was your what was my your rose? rose and my thorn? My rose was a uh, cinematography all the way. Yeah. Uh, the house down boots. Uh, <laughs> are children still saying that? Uh, we're not children. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I heard the other day is uh, devoured. Instead oh. of eight, it's like an, an extra eight is devoured, and I don't like it. It sounds sinister. <laughs> it does, like, oh, you devoured. Oh, it, like, it brings uh, me back to the menu. Yeah. But I'm like, also like, like you ate is better because it's like one syllable. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I think my, my, my rose was my ultimate rose was a Carrie Mulligan was just like carrying the movie. She was carrying it. Yes, Bradley Cooper was doing a lot. He did a lot, yeah. She's she was she was the reason why I was enjoying it so much. I was like, whoa, she's like really acting up a storm. Like everything's going on. Like even her unspoken moments were like lots of deep nuance without her face really doing a lot. Like that scene when they're at okay. This is I love that you brought that up. Like that scene when they are sitting at the theater. And he's doing his weird, like, uh, Catholic church sounding chorus thing. Yeah, and he she's grabs not really. The hand, yeah, he grabs the hand of his male lover sitting next to her. And she yeah. looks at that hand and they cut back to her face. Her face tells 10,000 different stories. But it's only doing one thing. And it's good. It's like. I'm yeah. glad you said that because I, I feel like Carrie Mulligan is it. She's really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I feel like she might be it. So, so um, the bitch carried. Yeah, she carried that. <laughs> she ate. She ate. She carried. She ate. She ate, and then she carried a lot for twelve hours or so. Yeah, and then she dumped. I'm just kidding. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, poop jokes. Uh, they know. did have a fart joke in here. They did. They had a yeah. they had a subtle fart joke. Okay, so what's your thorn? The um, fart joke? Because I was like, girl, <laughs> get it out of here. My thorn is gotta be the lack of true detail of their relationship. Like right. it seems a lot like it was sort of speculated and conjecture or like buying into it still buys into the facade that Leonard Bernstein was putting on and I just feel like the reality of this kind of a relationship while it does have deep-seated resentments it feels like it sort of exonerated Leonard Bernstein a little bit too hard you know what I mean it did for sure and I just feel like in my heart of hearts. Yeah. And this is all speculative and who cares, but like, it's like, I feel like Leonard Bernstein used Carrie Mulligan's character to advance in life. And, yeah. and yeah, like that was a little too, like, even if that was hinted at, like, I feel like it was too implicit and it's like, the reality of the fact the ma- the fact of the matter is that these relationships these mutually beneficial relationships do exist they do and why not and just call a spade today. a spade and say that this was a mutually beneficial relationship and the audience would be cool with that it's not yeah. like it wasn't maybe it wasn't full on love love you know what i mean maybe there was just enough attraction and love to have this thing go down <laughs> so right. yeah so it's like, just call it like people have relationships that are pragmatic. And this mm. felt like one of those, but we were calling it something different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Let's just call it a business transaction. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. Right. It's like sometimes, yeah, but just like, don't, I think it was over romanticized. Be like, oh, they actually loved each other. It's like, maybe, right. maybe so, but. But we'll like, never know. Yeah. I feel like it was more pragmatic and, and transactional than, than they put on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. Same goes for Savage Grace. We only get Savage we only get, Grace. We only get one side of the story. We only get one side of the story. 
and that's it. But yeah, it did feel like one side of the story. Yeah. But with that, Travis, um, let's move this on over to our rotten tomatoes, rotten tomatoes. But one out of 10, one out out of 10, 10. though, one out of 10, one out of 10. um, uh, um, Little tiny twinks taking a a huge snort of cocaine off of a silver tray. Would you give give this? I would give this. I would give this movie. I did like this movie. I don't. um, Yeah, I did too. I don't think I'm going to be like thinking about this all the time. No. Um, But overall, sure. I think I'm going to give this like a seven and a half. Okay, that that works. I'll give it a seven and a half. I don't think I want to give it an eight. While there were a ton of things I loved about it. It's just for me, I enjoyed it enough. Seven and a half. Gotcha. That makes total sense. And I agree. Um, Yeah. Whenever I see billboards around town, like saying like exquisite. Yeah. Bradley Cooper did an amazing triumph. Okay. So out of 10 amazing triumphs by Bradley (laughs) Cooper, John, what would you give this? I would, I would give it also a seven and I would just give it a, not, not just a flat seven. Yeah, it's obviously very masterfully executed. And mm. I don't think that that's Bradley Cooper's took Bradley Cooper's credit. I feel yeah. like you hired all the right people. Like if Carrie Mulligan wasn't in this role, I don't know what I would feel about this movie. But right. she encapsulated um, it. Yeah, she did the best and the most. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, and so did Matthew Libatik, who like that shot of like her in the wings watching while like his silhouetted uh his silhouette is like or his shadow is like over it i was like oh yeah that's cinema it was so good that was a very this is this is she's literally in his shadow yep off to the side yep and she knows it watching from the side and she's sort of like paralyzed and frozen and i just feel like that was cinema at its highest at that moment yeah so it's good. But anyway, um, yeah, seven for me tonight. And I'm having trouble getting to my Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, would you like me to try and pull yes, it Yes, please. Up? Okay. I somehow um, entered full screen and like it won't let me do things. That's okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll vamp while you do it. Um, so uh, aside from this movie, if you would like to like, comment, subscribe, do whatever you want. Um. <laughs> Just have a good time, live your life, and I hope that's that all you can do. I hope that the rose in your life is less thorny than others. Right, and Bradley Cooper was the thorny for boys, so let's yeah. get that straight or not. <laughs> he was definitely um, thorny for boys. So I have the rotten tomatoes of it all. Ooh, I so love being on the receiving end of this tomato. Do, oh, here you go. I know this has never happened. Verse, hi. <laughs> hi. Um, so <laughs> flip-flopping. So the tomatometer gave this an 80%. Which wow. is sort of fresh, right? But I was I was anticipating way higher. But the audience score was sixty percent. So yeah, let's do let's do one of the reviews. We'll do a, one of the tomatometer reviews. Yeah. So we're gonna do a splat and we're gonna do a tomato. Okay. <laughs> so we're getting one of each. So which do you like? Which would you like first? The splat a t- or the a tomato? Okay. So a tomato. Okay. So um, full review, which we won't go into. The original score was an A minus by Steve Crumb, Crumb on show business. I have no idea who Crumb you are. Crumb on show business. Crumb, I'm crumb all letter, over your face. If you take so. one letter out of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get it, Crumb. Maybe yeah. we should start a little periodical called Come On Show Business. Honestly, why not? <laughs> so, Okay, so Steve Crumb says, and this is the tomato, so wonderful is the performance of Bradley Cooper as composer-conductor Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein? Bernstein, um, Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. It is a film well worth seeing for its acting, direction, and not surprisingly music. We didn't say the score. The score is great. And I'm not going further into it. <laughs> um, okay, so a splat here is going to be by uh, Manuela Lazique, The Ringer. I don't know who this is, but this is 
for sure somebody who's just writing this. So <laughs> Maestro is a labor of love. And as its director and lead, Cooper has poured himself into it. But at some point, all of the effort becomes noticeable and all of Leonard Bernstein's magic becomes lost. So there we go. We wow. have a splat and a tomato. Wow. Burn. Steen. Oh, nice. <laughs> We're the same. You and yeah, I. we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, sure. I agree with both of those. Yeah, me too. And I just feel like we once again did it again. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and this, I feel like I, I liked this movie. And I, um, I think Maya Hawk has got like, man, she just needs that role, you know? That'll happen for her eventually. She just needs that role and she's got it. I mean, this was a good movie for her to step up in. So. Yeah, it solidifies her as a prestige style actress. It'll get her yeah. into more rooms. She did very well. Yeah. Also, like, what a family to get a leg up in Hollywood in. Right, dude. You couldn't ask for better. Yeah, but she's talented, though. Ethan yeah. and Uma. Uh, right. You still have to be talented. Sure, you're going to have those benefits. We all get it. We're not going into that. Anymore. We're not going into it. It happens all the time. No one it's cares. Okay. Literally, no one cares except for you who doesn't have the job that you want from somebody yeah. else who is lucky enough to be born into it. Get yeah, over it. but also she's lucky enough to be born into it. But, you know, she works hard. She, yes, she does. I'm sure. So anyway. Yeah. Right. What were yeah. we saying? um like comment subscribe uh you can follow us on instagram at mean girls interrupted you can uh go to apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and uh and just also email us mean girls interrupted at gmail.com or just put a comment anywhere on youtube and we will find it let us know what you want us to watch next we did our fan request with uh, Savage Grace. I still haven't heard back from Jack Hole. <laughs> must not have been a fan of our review. You know, um, yeah, where, where gone are the days where you get a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no appreciation anymore. No appreciation at all. We watched, we sat through that for you. Uh, oh, that door you're standing next to? No, it's fine. I'll open it myself. Exactly. You're you know, welcome. You're right there, but you could have done it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, Travis. John. I'm going to have to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, you gay powder blue car that they show for two and a half seconds. That girl, <laughs> literally, why did you leave the trunk open? A raccoon will get in there. Yes. Roll the credits, raccoon in the trunk of a gay powder blue car. <laughs> So, sorry i'm just making things up which is the premise of rakakuni too right right ratatouille's cousin <laughs> goodbye bye